right. Uh, right. Okay. Good morning. We are on Nunches Amad Aleph. I'm going to start from the Nzayin Amad Beis, from the two dots, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 lines from the bottom, because it'll make it easier. Okay, so 12 lines from the bottom, Nzayin Amad Beis, and then on to today's daf. We learned in the mission of the Lobo Chabal. She can't go out with the Chabal. So what is a Chabal? By them, Chabal had two meanings. Chabal could have either been a woolen cap that she put under her head covering. She had another little cap that she put under there. Or the woman, or it's talking about a marker that they would make for a slave. They would put a, a, a thing for a slave around his neck or on his, or on his garments, different things, to show that the person is a slave, a marker. So one is that both of those, and the word chabal was used for both of those things. So we have, obviously the problem is we have to know which one it is. I'm Rabbi Yanai, kabbal's any of the amahu. I don't know which kabbal's the word kabbal, I don't know what it's talking about. I'm talking about the woolen cap that the women wear. Or if it's a marker on a slave, we're talking about a female slave. She can't go out with the slave marker that's on her. If it's talking about the slave marker, it's talking about the slave marker. But the woolen cap that she puts under her head covering, it's okay for her to go out. Why? Because simply because it's difficult for her to take it off. It's under, it's under her cap and we're afraid she'll be afraid to, to expose her hair. So, there, but, so therefore it's fine. She can go out because she's not going to take it off. She's not going to carry it. But the emblem of a slave, the slave will carry Maybe no, it was talking about the woolen cap and telling us the what that even though even though uh, she has to pull it out, she can still keep her head covering on and pull it out. So even though it's some difficulty, but it's some even so we have to take the possibility she's going to take it off and carry it. But certainly, certainly we have to worry about the slave marker, which any slave will be happy, for example, not to have on them. Okay, and therefore carry it. So Ravo said it makes sense, if, if these two possibilities, it makes sense to say according to the opinion that it's talking about the cap, and therefore what? If, and, and therefore it's talking about the woolen cap that she wears under her head covering, and if that one's forbidden to go out because she might take it off, certainly we're afraid, we don't let the slave girl go out with the slave marker that shows she's a slave, she'll be happy to... She'll be happy to take it off and carry it, whatever it is. Tanan, I we learn. So he's therefore pardon me, Mistavra command number Tanan. So it makes sense according to the opinion that it's the that it's the head covering of wool. But Tanya Namiachi, and we learn the same way in Abraisa. Yoti that what that it's really talking about the woolen cap. Yoti a woman can go out with the cover, which we're going to see. It clearly has to be the woolen cap, and an istema, which is a stray hair catcher. We'll see. She can go out into the shared courtyard, but not, but not into the public domain. He says, the Rabbi Shemalazar says she can go out even with this woolen cap into the Shisharabim. We're going to see in one second from what he says, it's going to be clear that it was talking about the woolen cap. He said, He said, Everything everything that is under her, everything that's under um, a woman's um, head cap, uh, anything that's under the woman's cap, she's allowed to go out on Shabbos. Why? Because we're not afraid that she's going to take it off. She's not going to cover her hair. But anything that's above the woman's cap, she can't go out. And that's where we're going to see the other, the other utility is a problem. Now the Gemara says, my istima. What is, what is an istima? 
And that's why he defends he defends you within the istama and the Kabbalah. What is an istama? That's something that even he agrees you can't go out with. Why Omar Bevohu le bizione that bizione. But is that is what a bizione. My bizione, what is a bizione? Omar Abaya, Omar Abaya, Marab, Le Kalya Pruche. It's a something that holds back Pruche wild hairs. I know she has an extra uh an extra uh thing that she ties on uh in order to in order to uh hold back the stray hairs. Um, and that's after that's after she's covered her head, and therefore we're worried, obviously, uh, that she's going to take it off. Tanarabanan shlosha dvarim and carry it. Tanarabanan shlosha dvarim. Then we be We learned there, there are three things they said about this stray hair catcher. There's no problem of shotnays, and why is that? Because it's made of of pressed fibers like a felt rather than woven fibers, and shotnays has to be one of the one of the conditions to, for the prohibition of shotnays of wool and linen together. The threads have to be threads that are spun, and these are not made from spun threads; they're made from pressed fibers. And the same thing, the same rule applies when it comes to leprosy in garments. Leprosy in garments has the same rules as far as the materials as shotnays, and also because it's made from felt or pressed fibers and not from spun threads, it's not eligible for the tumor of leprosy of garments. And you're not allowed to go out with it into the public domain. They said, it also doesn't have the prohibition of crowns of brides. The rabbi said that from the destruction of the temple onwards, the brides could no longer wear these crowns. But it was only talking about a metal crown, but these things which are are Material crowns, they didn't go that far. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna stop the women from wearing that. So they wanted to have a, a, a sign of the pain of the morning for the base of Migdash, but not that far. Okay. Now, so up till now, we said what well, the first opinion of Rabbah who was the Kabla and our Mishnah was talking was talking about the woolen cap of the women. However, Shmuel Amor Shmuel says no. I don't agree. He says the 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 Kabla in our Mishnah Kabla the Avda Tanan. It's talking about. The, the marker of the, the slave marker that they would that they would put, for example, that would, the, the slave marker. I said, and that's what the Mishnah said is forbidden to is forbidden for the for the slave girl to go out with. You no, know, it's talking about a woman, it's talking about a slave girl. I Amir Mashmu Hachi, I did Shmuel here, let me stick it so I there. I Amir Did Shmuel really say this? That what that that you know that the slave girl is not allowed to go out with the slave marker? Amar Shmuel didn't he say Yotzevet b'chosim shibatzavaro? And Shmuel said a slave can go out with a slave marker that's around his neck. It's made out of clay and it's around his neck. But not the slave marker that's on his garment. But you see, he says you can go out. So how can he say the Mishnah says you can't go out with the slave marker? Lokashima says not a problem. Don't worry. When Shmuel said that a slave can go out with the slave marker around his neck, it's because the master made it. And since the master made it for him, the slave's afraid to take it off. The master will punish him. So the slave's not going to take it off and carry it. But the, and the one where the Mishnah said that the slave girl cannot go out with a slave marker is because she made it herself. Since she made it herself, she's not afraid to take it off and to carry it when she wants. What do you want to tell me? One second. That when Shmuel said, when Shmuel said that you can that the slave guy can go out with the slave marker. What did you say? It's where the master made it, and he's going to be afraid to take it off, or she's going to be afraid to take it off. Then according to that, why did Shmuel himself in the same place where the Shmuel said that the slave can go out with the slave marker around their neck? He said that they can't go out with the slave marker on their on their garment. What's the difference? If your point is that the master made it, and the slave's afraid to take it off, and therefore the slave won't come to carry it. The slave, do, the same way the slave will be afraid to. Take Take it off of their neck. The slave will be afraid to take it off of their garment. Where it says, "No, I'll tell you why. Don't worry." He says, "He says, he says, I'll tell you what the problem. The problem is that the that maybe it's going to break off by itself." Umirsas and the slave is going to be afraid. 
to show up without the to, for the master to see without the marker because the master is going to think that the slave took it off purposely by themselves. So what is the slave going to do when it was on the garment? In order to hide the fact that the that the slave marker is no longer on the garment, what's the slave going to do? Makapale machile aktefe. The slave is going to is going to fold up their garment and end up carrying their garment on their shoulder, which is no longer. Remember, you can only a garment is not considered carrying because it's a garment. The second you carry it, it's considered a carry. If you carry your if you wear your coat, then it's not carrying. If you carry your coat, it's carrying. So the slave is going to fold up the garment that's missing the, the slave marker and put it on their shoulder and they're going to end up carrying for him. And I'll let them carry on Shabbos. And this follows the principle that when you fold up a garment put it on your shoulder, that's called carrying. So if a person goes out with a folded garment and it's, and it's sitting on their shoulder on Shabbos, they have to make a sacrifice. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Torah prohibition. It's a Torah transgression. Similar to what happened, because they used to be all the rabbis who were in that who were under the under the authority of the exilarch of the Reish Galusa, they wore they also wore a marker that showed that they were subservient to the Reish Galusa. He said, all you rabbis of the house of the exilarch who wear those who wear those markers on your clothes to show that you're subjugated, you shouldn't go out on Shabbos with garments that have those markers on them. Why? Because because if they fall off, I'm afraid you're going to fold it up and put it on your shoulder and 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 be carrying it. He said, except for you. He said he said he said, but he said to what? He said to he said to Rav Chinah Barshila. Uh, he said, "You alone can go out with the with 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 the marker. Why? Because you're so close to the exilarch, they're not going to be they're not you're not they're not going to be stringent with you if you see without a marker. They know you're you're faithful, and therefore I'm not afraid that you will if the marker falls off that you're going to fold up your garment. But the whole point is what? So really, the truth is that the slave that when this when the master made a marker for the slave, the slave can go out with it on Shabbos because we're not afraid the slave is going to take it off and carry it. However, that's only true when it's around the neck, but when it's on the garment, even though the slave." Won't take it off themselves. We're afraid that if it breaks off, the slave is going to be so afraid of the master. The slave is going to fold the garment up on the shoulder in order to hide the missing, the the fact that the marker is missing, and the slave is going to end up carrying on Shabbos. Okay, good. So now we still we're back in the we're in the ballgame. So according to Shmuel, the facts are the mission was talking about when it said the slave girl cannot cannot, cannot go out with the with the slave marker on Shabbos. Talk about one that she made herself, and since she made it herself, she's not afraid to take it off. Uh, but according but and the when when Shmuel said that a slave. Can go out. It's because the master made it, and the slaves are afraid to take it off, and take it off, and we're not afraid the slaves going to carry it. However, when this, when it's on the on the garment, we're afraid for a different reason that the slave will end up carrying their garment. Uh, carrying the garment to hide the fact that they're going out without the marker, because the master shouldn't think they took it off purposely. Okay, let's get back to the point we said. Shmuel said that the slave can go out with the marker with the slave marker around their neck. Made out of clay, but he can't go out with the one on the garment for the reason that we said. Tanya Namiach, we also in the Bryce like that. Bryce said the slave can go out with the slave marker around his neck, but not the one that's on the garment. Good, that's like Shmuel. I remain, but I have a problem. I learned the Bryce, I learned differently. It said, a slave can't go out with the marker. With a marker on his neck, nor with the one on the garment. Either and either. And it says, okay, so we see that's where the kasha is already. Of course, it says even on the neck you can't. But the brysa continues, and we're going to analyze the brysa later also. We also said, but either way, uh, either way, uh, 
whether it's the markers on the neck or, or, or the marker is on the or the markers on the garment, it doesn't makabal tuma. Why? Because it's a nothing. It's not it's it's not it's here. It's not a clothing, it's not an ornament, it's nothing, it's not jewelry, it's not clothing. Therefore it's a therefore it's a uh it's not a, it's not right. And therefore what it so therefore it it cannot be it cannot uh, get tuma. It cannot become tummy because it's not a utensil. It's either it's not clothing. It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not. A, it's not a functional thing. Nor is it a. De- nor, a de- nor is it decorative. Below bazug, and he also he cannot go out with it. the slave. Also cannot go. No, but the main kasha is ready. We said that he can't go out with the mark around his neck. But the price continues. Below bazug shabatzavaro. Also. The slave can't go out with a bell that's around the slave's neck. But he can go out with a bell that's on his garment. Okay, we're going to have to analyze it. And the bell, whether it's on the neck or whether it's on the garment, both of those bells do why? Why? Because that's considered, to, that is considered a bell on the slave is considered to be an ornament. That is jewelry. And an animal can't go out with a marker, with the identifying marker, not on the neck. Nor with the identifying marker on its on its gar- on its garment. Let's say a horse with a horse blanket. Below bazook should be, with, with a horse covering to keep it clean. Below bazook should be tsusa, and it can't go out with a with a with a bell on its garment. Below bazook should be nor a bell on on its on its neck. And those that's a, that's all considered that's considered a that's considered a burden. Okay, as we'll see. And both of them, okay, whether the bell is on the neck of the animal or the bells of the animal, it does not become tame. Why? Because that's not considered to be an ornament for uh, an animal. It's an ornament for a person, but it's not an ornament for an animal. I, lema. So now I got a problem. I have one brysa that said, like Shmuel, that the slave can go out with the slave mark around the neck. And I have one brysa, the second brysa, that was very complicated, but it said at the beginning that a slave can't go out with the slave marker around the neck. How do I answer it? Lema, ha, rabbi. Should I say, oh, don't worry. The one that said, like Shmuel, that the slave can go out with the slave marker around the neck is like is like is where the master made it, like Shmuel said. Okay, and ha David later and the brisa that said that the slave can't go out with the slave marker on the neck or on the or on the garment is like our mission. It's talking about where the slave made it by themselves. We're afraid the slave will take it off and carry it. The master says, "Lo, I don't have to. I don't have to say that that it matches up. I can say I can say both prices are talking exactly the same circumstances where the master made it. I, if the master made it, so then how come the second brisa says the slave can't go out the Around the next, since the master made is going to be afraid to take it off, we won't we don't take it off and carry it. Why is it off, sir? The reason is the one that says it's forbidden is because it's talking about a slave marker made out of metal, which is valuable, uh, uh, and therefore what if it falls down, the slave's going to pick it up to bring it back. And the first one, which is similar to what Shmuel said, is talking about like we said, it's talking about a clay marker. So he's not going to take it off himself because he's a, because the master will be angry at him. So he's not going to take it off and carry it. And if it and even if it breaks, he's not going to carry it because it's Worthless. It until we get back. This this principle that we said that there's a difference between a metal one and a clay one, like we learned that, that what anything with a master is makbid that the master values the object. You can't go out with it on Shabbos. Why? Because we're afraid that the slave's going to take it and pick it up and bring it back. Thing, but the master is not stringent about it. It's not valuable to the master. Then the slave can go out. So now, okay, we're in. 
good shape. Hachanamis Tavra, the Gemara says also it makes sense. It makes sense to, sh- to say that the second rice is talking about a metal one, why, and that's valuable to the master, and that's the reason why, even though the master put it on, we're afraid that if it falls off, the Eved will, even though everyone won't take it off, but if it falls off, he'll carry it to bring it back. Bidiktani, how do I know that it's metal? Because it said, Tuma. And he had to tell me what? That both of these markers don't get tumor. They're not considered any kind of utensil. Now, why would you have to single out, tell me by a marker, doesn't get tumor? So the point is what? If you tell me it's metal, what's the whole point? Tell me that, you tell me what? Oh, even though it's metal, it doesn't get tumor. Why? Who Okay, why? Because these things are not considered any kind of utensil. So you tell me, even though these things are metal, since they're not any kind of utensil, they don't makabal tumor. But if this same metal was a utensil, okay, makabal tumor, they get but if you tell me that the second price was talking about a clay marker, why would they, there's no reason for the price of the single say, oh, it doesn't get tumor. What do you mean? Who the low tumor? Oh, these ones, the marker of clay doesn't get tumor. You're going to say the inference, what? But they, but a utensil made out of clay would get tumor. It's not true. Well, Tanya, everybody knows there's no such thing. We know. Clay on him, any utensils that are made out of stone, clay galolim, utensils made out of out of uh, dung, clay adoma, and utensils made out of clay, aim the cobbling tumor. They do not get tuma, not from the Torah, and not from and, and not from the rabbis. They complete. They never get tuma. So there'd be no reason to say, "Oh, these markers of clay don't become tamei," but but their utensils do. You never have to say. There's no there's no chiddush in telling me that that unbaked clay doesn't become tamei. I don't care what it is. There's no, there, who cares that it's not a, it's a utensil? It's a utensil. It never becomes Tomei. El Shmami, no. Therefore, you're forced to say, like we answered, that the second b'risa is talking about a, a slave marker made out of metal. And the reason why he can't go out is because even though he won't take it off, the slave, it's possible that it'll fall and he'll carry it to bring it back because it has value. Shmami, no. El Shmami, no. Therefore, you have to say it's made out of metal. Indeed, that's a good proof. So now, okay, we're all square. We learned in that very same brisa. Now we're going to analyze some of all the interesting laws of this brisa. But we said the mark, the slave marker in that brisa was made out of metal, and that's why it was different. But it said a lot of laws. Let's look at them. We said in the brisa, we said that the slave can't go out with the bell around his neck. But he can go out with the bell that's on his garment. Uh, what you, what's going on over here? Why can't he go out with the one of his neck? What's the problem? We're afraid the bell will come off. It'll become disconnected, and the slave will carry it back to the will carry it. I said, Same thing. So if you're afraid the bell's going to come off, be afraid the bell's going to come off his garment, and he'll carry it. Maybe it'll, it'll, it'll become disconnected, and he'll come to carry it. I'll tell you why. It's talking about the bell on the garment does not really hang around the garment. The bell is, is, is woven into the garment. Like the principle that we learned, anything that's woven, the rabbis, the rabbis did not decree that a person can't go out. Why? Because once it's woven into the garment, we're not worried that it's going to, we're not, we're not worried that it's going to come off and he's going to, and he's going to carry it. We don't go that far. Okay, things that, even things that just could come off, okay, but not this. Good. Furthermore, let's analyze more in the b'risa. Omar Ma, we said in the b'risa, lo behema. We said an animal can't go out, lo Not with the marker, like a brand, but it's a marker. Not with the marker that's around her neck. nor a marker on the animal's uh, protective covering, with you know, a protective garment. Nor can she go out with a bell around her neck. Nor with a belt on her garment. And what? And neither of these 
bells become Tomei. I think says, one second, you want to tell me that an animal bell doesn't become Tomei? It's not, it's not a utensil that becomes Tomei? I remember we learn clearly in a, in a different brisa that it does. We learn. It's a very contradiction. We learn that a bell of an animal is Tomei. But a bell and a door to her. A bell and a door is to her. Why is that? Because what's connected to the ground, like a door to a house, is tome, it, it, it doesn't become Tomei. And the bell is, is nullified to the door. It's not eligible for Tomei. Let's say you had a bell and a door that was not eligible for Tomei. And now you decided to say, I'm going to hang it around the animal's neck. Tomei becomes Tomei. Okay, but if an animal, an animal bell that wasn't Tomei, and you decide to put it on the door, even though, even though you, you, you connected it to the door, and even though you nailed it into the door, Tomei, it remains, it remains eligible to get Tuma. Now, why is that? Why is it that by merely, by merely taking, graduating, taking a bell to the door, which wasn't eligible for Tuma, and putting it around the cow's neck, it became eligible? Why is it true in the opposite direction? That what that 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 taking the cowbell off of the cow, which was eligible to come tuma, and putting it on the door doesn't automatically take away its eligibility for tuma. So we explain. I'm going to explain it now, and then I'm going to read it inside. We had this earlier because we have a rule that thought is enough to enter a thing into tuma, but but to take something out of the tuma, you need action and not thought. We said, for example, let's say the leather worker is working the leather, and he whatever he does, and he and he gets it to the stage of a mat. Now a mat is a much less processed stage than let's say than let's say straps or shoes. So if the if the worker decides at that point, ah, that's I'm going to use it for mats, then it be, then it's eligible to become tummy as a mat, even though he could have processed it further. It's considered a utensil, but. Let's say the other, so with the mere thought of deciding that it's finished, it's finished. But let's say now he wants to change it, and he says, now I want to use it for shoes, or I want to use it for, for, uh, for straps. So the mere thought of deciding to change it doesn't say, oh, since it's, no, it's now an unfinished object because it's not ready to be a shoe or a strap yet, and it's not eligible. No, a mere thought doesn't take it out. Until he starts cutting and do actually adjusting that, that piece of leather, it's not going to lose its, its ability to become tummy. So that's the rule. The going into, to, to be called, to be considered finished, all you need is a thought. To change the finished status, or to change the status of something and take away its ability to become to me, you have to do an action and a thought's not enough. So the same thing over here. When you wanted to, when, when, the, per, when the person wanted to, when the person wanted to um, change the status of a doorbell and put it onto the and, and put it onto the cow to bring it into Tuma, it's sufficient just with a thought to give it the ability to become Tame, that's sufficient. But now, but once it has the ability to go Tame on the on the cow and you want to remove its status to take it out of that status, just like you want to take the mat out of the status in order and say it's an unfinished a shoe or it's an unfinished thing to take it out of the status of a utensil on the cow and say that it's that it's not a utensil on the door, you have to do something and merely putting on the door is not enough. You have to do some operation. Shakolakin, here's the here's the rule. Shakol here's the principle. All utensils become tame with mere thought. They can't exit Tuma, okay, except with an action. Good. So we explained everything. But what's the main point? The point is you told me what that the bell on the cow doesn't become tame. And I just saw Bryce it says, they'll become Tommy. What do you do? Where says, look, Kasha. Oh, this Bryce, which said what? That the, that, that the second Bryce that said that the bell on the cow becomes Tommy Disley Inbell. It's because it has a, it's because it has a banger in it. And therefore it's a utensil, even though it's not an ornament, but it's a utensil because it makes noise. And that has a, that has a value. Oh, and the Bryce that says that we learned originally said that it doesn't, the Lesley Inbell, it's where it doesn't have a banger. It has no use. It's not considered an ornament on an animal. And therefore what? And without a banger, it's useless. 
It's a bell without a banger. It's not a utensil. So that's the difference. So bells with bangers are utensils that make noise. Bells without bangers are not utensils. And therefore, bells without bangers are not, they'll become tame. Bells with bangers do become tame. I said, one second. Manachshach, one second. I already, but I jumped the gun, but the Gemara said, no, it's Manachshach. I said, get out of here. E Manahu, if you tell me what, because the Gemara is still assuming that it's a, that it's an ornament. E Manahu, if you tell me that the bell is 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 an ornament because it is an ornament, I will be the less lean bell. Then it's an ornament even without a banger. What's the with a banger? E love Manahu, and if it's not an ornament, if it's not a utensil, in by Mashvili Mana, in by Mashvili Mana, what is it? A banger is going to turn is a banger going to turn into into a utensil ornament? The Gemara says no. Ian, yes, he says it is. Yeah, the banger makes all the difference because it's not like you're saying we're not looking at the bell and the cow as an ornament. It's not an ornament. Ian, he says yes, the banger makes all the difference. Like we learned, the How do I know that a noisemaker, a metal noisemaker, is considered a metal utensil? Things that make noise are considered utensils. Shinemas it says, We learned by the by the kalim we, when we when we had to with the, by the clay midyan that we had to matire. We learned called dover instead of saying anything that comes into the fire, you have to bring into the fire. It says any dover. So the word dover is extra. So dover means dibor, anything that makes a sound. Even a utensil that only that, that does nothing except for make a noise, that's a utensil and therefore and therefore becomes tame. So now you're right. The reason why a cowbell is tame, a cowbell is tame, is because it makes noise. As an ornament, it's not. And therefore it's completely dependent. If it's a if it's a bell that has a ringer, if it is a bell that has a ringer, that's a bell, that's a utensil. If it's a bell without a ringer, it ain't no bell. It doesn't a bell doesn't if a bell doesn't ring, it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a bell. It's like a cookie that doesn't crumble. I said, one second. But my Ukimta, one second, you want to tell me what? That's the second Bryson that says that a cowbell gets Tuma. Is, is, um, Pardon me. That the first that the that the first price that said that the cowbell doesn't get tuma is because it doesn't have a ringer and therefore it's not a utensil. But the less lay yimbal, you want to tell me it's one that doesn't have it. Aimabitsiasa. How do I explain the middle case of that of the how do I explain the middle case? Of that brisa, it said below below It said the slave can't go out with it with the with the bell on its neck. He can go out with the bell on his garment. Both of those bells on the on the on the slave they are makabel tuma. If you tell me what the brisa is talking about, bells without ring without bangers, and therefore what they're not noisemakers. And uh, okay, So how could the how could the bell on the slave become tummy? The answer is okay. And furthermore, I'm going to show you another case of the same thing. Okay, osazagin lemachteshes. We said if a person makes bells for a for a grinder, because we know that we know that 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 noise is good for grinders, and they put a bell on the grinder, it helps grinding. We learn Larisa, if a person puts bells on the baby cradle to put the baby to sleep, or bells that go on scrolls, so it'll make noises when they when they bring it to the when they bring it to the shul and the kids will follow. tinos and bells that are put. On the on the baby on the baby on the baby garments that, that on the bib, baby bibs okay yeshlem inbal if they have a banger to mayim they're tummy ain't inbal if they don't have a banger they're not tummy and but if they had it but if they had a banger and it was taken away a diamond too much too much alam they remain tummy which we'll have to explain okay but we see clearly that what 
that even a bell for a person is only good with a banger. So how could the brysa, according to you, talk, you tell me, in order for you to explain me the brysa about cows, that the cowbells were not talking because they didn't have bangers, that same brysa talked about the, the bell of the evid, the bell of the slave. And it said the, bell, the, the, the slave bell does become tummy. If bells without bangers is what we're talking about, and bells without bangers don't become tummy, why do the bells of the evid become tummy? He says, no, 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 slow down. Hani mili betinok. When did you tell me what the bells without bangers don't become tame and that price, etc.? That's talking about the one that's there for babies. The kalavidile, because the whole point is to make noise. But, the, but, but a human bell for a grown person, that's considered an ornament. Even though it doesn't have a banger. So therefore we can explain the price clearly. The very same price that said that bells without bangers are, 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 are not tame for animals, said bells without bangers are tame for a slave. Why? Because for slaves, bells with bangers are out or without bangers are an ornament. ornament. But bells are not ornaments for animals, but bells are noisemakers for animals. So when bells without a, without, a, without a banger is no noisemaker at all. Omar Mar, we learn further. We said the what that clearly. That noisemaking bells, we said for let's say for kids, etc., are 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 tame. And we said if you take out the if you take out the if you take out the, the banger, they remain tomei. Lamai chazu, what are they so good for? I, it's not a utensil anymore. Bell without a banger is nothing. How can you consider it a utensil to be, to be tomei? It's no longer, it's no longer a utensil. Amar bai, ahol shehad yochalach zero. So bai said, I'll tell you why. Because even though the banger comes out, since it's easily put back, you don't need a craftsman. Any, any, even an untrained person could easily, easily put it back. So therefore, it's considered as if it's still there. It's, it's not considered nullified as a utensil. Since the banger is easily put back and forth, if the banger comes out, it remains a utensil and, and remains Tommy, I Macy Ravro says, "Come on, I'm going I'm to ask you a kasha." And we learn, and we learned about this before. If you remember, uh, we learned about this before. Um, uh, I'm going to sum. Okay, we, let, let, let's bring, we'll explain the whole point. We learned this before. I'll do it quickly, and we'll go over it. We learned. Remember, we learned when when two things are connected, it's very important. But why? What's a connection for two things? When two parts of something are connected, if one part becomes Tommy something tummy touches it, the other part's also tummy. Or also the other way, when two things are considered connected, if one part is sprinkled upon to make it untummy, the other part is also considered as if it was sprinkled upon. But remember, we learned the famous contradictory uh, contradictory Mishnah. We learned that Zugve and Belchibor. We learned that the bell and the clapper are what are considered are considered connected. Uh, all right, one second. I went ahead of myself. Okay, don't worry. We learned... Uh, Basically, we said, look, I'm sorry, I went ahead of myself, but simply, we learned that the bell and the clapper are considered to be connected, and therefore, and therefore, and therefore what? If you can't tell me, you can't tell me that, oh, since it's easily moved, it's going to be put back. By definition, it means that once you take it out, once you take the clapper out of the bell, the bell it's not a bell, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an intrinsic part of the bell. If you tell me what, oh, no, this is what it's saying. No, that's exactly what it was teaching, exactly what Abayah said, that they're so much connected, even when it's not there, it's considered as if it's connected. So now I'm going to bring you a proof from a famous case that we learned. Okay, look at that I mentioned before. What time you didn't we learn? Remember this famous, this famous, this famous Mishnah. Misparash prokim. We learned if you have a, a scissor with, where the two parts or the two blades are are separable, you can separate them and put them back. Okay, the Ismail Shari Hitni, and the same thing, or the or the blade of the the blade of a plane, which can be separated, Khibulatuma, they're considered both all these parts are considered a connection for Tuma. So that if something tummy touch one part. 
one side of the scissor, it, the other part of the scissor is tummy, or if it touches the blade, the, the plane is, is, is tummy and, and reverse. But they're not considered connected that if you Sprinkled one, the others consider sprinkled become becomes tar. Varmina, remember, we always asked this earlier. We said, Monoshav, it's a self contradiction. Make up your mind. Either you consider these things that are removable, that are disconnectable, either considered to be connected, Afilazah, and it's a connection even for sprinkling, and therefore, okay, Vilochibur, and if it's not connection for sprinkling, Afilazah, then even for Tuma, it shouldn't be a connection. Either it's a connection or not, all the way. Why is it a connection for Tuma, not a connection for sprinkling? Vomar, but he said, you know, you're right. Really, it is black and white. According to the Torah law, Bashas Malacha, when you're doing the work and what, and you have this scissor connected or this plane connected, it really is a connection, whether for becoming unclean or for sprinkling. It works both in both directions. If you sprinkle on one, the other part sprinkles. The one part touches tummy, the other part's tummy. When you're not doing your work, even though the parts are connected, it's not considered a connection. If you sprinkle one, the other one does become clean. And if one becomes tummy, it becomes touched by tumor, the other one does become tummy. I, the Gazu, however, the rabbis were going. The contradiction comes because of rabbinic stringency. Even though which that when it's not the time of work, they even though they're connected, they're not considered a connection. And if you one becomes tummy, the other one's not tummy. But since when the time of work, that would be But since it's the time of work, if if a touch one, the other would become tummy. We were goza even not in the time of work that it's still considered to be a chibur. But then we're machmir the other way. On sprinkling during the time of work, when the sprinkling of one should be a connection with the sprinkling of the other one, we said no. It's not. Why? Because of the sprinkling, not in the time of work. Since in the dot in the time of work, even though connected, if you sprinkle one, the other one's not sprinkled. So therefore, even in the time of the work, when it's true, we don't. But here's the point. When it's not the time of when it's not when it's not the when it's not the time of when it's not the time of work, okay. It, it, when it's not the time of work, what do we do? The, at the very best, when it's not the time of work. We said that when they're connected, even though it's not the time of the work, it's not considered a connection, neither are one we consider them connected as far as becoming Tommy. Why? Because we we're afraid of the connection in the time of work. But, but, but if they're not connected... Once they're not connected, I don't care what the story is. Once they're not connected, they're not telling me at all, even me the Rabbanon. So how can you tell me what, that since it can be easily returned, since it can be easily returned, it, 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 it's still considered Tomei. It's not true. We don't say the two things, even that were connected, since once, once they're disconnected, that since it can be easily returned, that they, that's still considered to be connected. We don't say it. So therefore, we have a kasha. Why is it that if the clapper of the bell is taken out, that it's not considered it, we don't understand why it's still considered tummy. It still could, it should be a useless thing. It's not considered. It's the the clapper's not considered connected. The bell's useless because it's a ringing bell. El Amar Rabba Rabba answers like this. He says, "You're right. The reason is not because somebody could put it back, but it, it, but there's but there's a different reason. The real truth is what that really what that uh, that the uh, that it, as far as the clapper's concerned, uh, it's really no good." But the reason is why it's able to get still get tumah because it didn't stop becoming a utensil because it's still good for other things. Why Because still even without the clapper, it's still a bell because you could still bang it on. You could still bang it on a piece of on a piece of uh, earthenware. And therefore, what? So therefore, it didn't lose its status as a bell. If Marnami, we learn like that. Since you could bang it on, a, on, on earthenware, it's still considered to be a bell. Since you can still use it to, to, uh, to draw water for a baby, to give, it to, pardon, to give a baby a drink, to give a baby a drink, it's still considered a utensil.
And that is enough. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful morning and a wonderful week. See everybody soon.